everybody welcome to show to be with mike g the show of life the show of submarines the show of hip-hop the show of records recording today's guest is rashid barrett of the wonderful half step this is an interesting conversation and it's slightly different than conversations i've done before because this goes a lot of places man we talk about movies we talk about love we talk about death music like everything and I feel like, in a sense, an hour or a single segment wouldn't really capture the depth and the moving nature of this conversation I had with Sheed. So I didn't know much about him to begin with. And what I found out about the places he's been, the adversities he's seen, the death he's overcome, it's been ubiquitous around him in a lot of different ways. And honestly, there's no better way to salute Sheed's life than to bring two parts in this interview. And we're going to start the first one right now. And I really hope you enjoy part one of my interview with Rashid Barrett. Was through the production side of it, not necessarily like the greats wow. or the classics because I got into a fight uh, or not a fight but it was an argument with uh, my grandfather he picked me up from school I think it was like junior high uh-huh. this is uh, is your grandfather what 60s at this time or uh, at the time yeah he's probably in his mid to late 60s okay okay I think I was like 11 or something. right or no it was it was right after um, it was right after it was literally the week of uh, the release to uh, Paul's boutique oh shit okay well things so, are that's immensely influential time yeah 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 so i remember having this conversation i mean like i put it in and had the cassette and it was like yeah whatever and i was like please let me listen to this Uh so we're rocking it and then he asked me he's like who'd you say this was i was like it's the bc boys he's like it kind of sounds like cool in the gang oh my god that's amazing so i was like uh no i didn't and at the time like i i you know cool in the gang was kind of a name around the house but it wasn't anything it wasn't it wasn't popular until after right like people kind of knew but only until it sampled afterwards that people really understood what the source material was yeah it was well i mean cool in the gang was i mean in, in, in in my household it was like oh yeah but i looked at it like oh that's my mom's music Oh, or wait, like sorry, that. I'm thinking of uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar that's Hill what Gang, I'm yeah. thinking. No, 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 Cool and the Gang was big. Yeah. They were really big, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was like, and I just was like, ah, it's, I don't... You but know, it's I, your mom's, you know, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And so right. we get back to his house, um, and, and he's, like, disappeared for, like, an hour or something. He's gone, and mm. he finally comes down. He's got this little box um, of all these 45s, and I'm like, what? What, what is that? And he puts it on yeah. like, and plays it. And he's like, that is what we, that's cool. That's what we're get. listening to. Yeah. So that was the first, that was my exposure to like, oh shit, this is not, there. this is like, that's not their music. This is just a groove right. in there, you know. Oh, it's killer. So that's, that was really it. So I got really, and then as time went on, 
Um, I remember just listening to Blue Note Records, even in my early, you know, my mid to late 20s. Right, right. And discovering tracks that were just like, you're like, this is, you know, like, in some cases you were kind of like, I'd listen to it and be like, this, why would you sample this? Because right. it was so good. Yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah. I get why you would sample it, but I mean, this is amazing. So right, well, I mean, it's just take it. I mean, Daft yeah. Punk, right? Like Robot Rock yeah. is the song they just sampled it almost directly. And it's yeah. like, why would you sample it? Because it's a fucking great sample. Yeah, but so it is. Then, it, 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 how do you feel about that when it's like so close to the original that it's not even building on it necessarily? Yeah, and that's a different. Like that's. Um, I feel like it's in some cases like I. Well, on one on one half, I appreciate it because of the fact that it's almost like a, a revisitation or right, reintroduction right, right. to that, sure. which is cool. The only thing that really sucks is because I, I remember there being, even for me personally, uh, as this was just a hobby, you know, mm. but I was around a lot of people that were also doing it. Right. But I remember how much work we put in to... <laughs> to creating something? To honoring the sample. Yeah. But not make, just not... Not just lifting it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like making it kind of nuanced that you're trying to create a different perspective on the sample versus just using the pieces every breath you take in a song and then redoing a chorus. Yeah. Yeah. It's Man, I got to tell you. So I just got back from London and obviously there's lots of people performing in the streets and stuff. And some of it's cool. Uh, Little flute, little older women or older older ladies playing flutes in the subway. Fucking love that, right? But then you get the dude with the dreads who's singing Bob Marley over some Congos, and it's not even the same progression. Right. And then some other dude who's playing, oh, my God, it drives me nuts that they're just like, well, I know D, A, and G on the guitar, so whatever hook I can find is just going to have to fit into that. Yeah. And it seems like really disrespectful and just pointless altogether, you know? Yeah, and I was, I mean, that was the thing. Like, I remember uh, when I started picking up gear for this, when I, when I was like, okay, I need... I need to figure out this because there was, you know, like a lot of the thoughts that I had about the sound that I really dug and I appreciated were coming from a place of um, what everybody loved about the subsonic era, the golden era hip hop, like yeah. just from the production side. Right, and right. Are you an 808? Do you have an 808? Did you ever did. get that? Yeah. Actually, oh, you know, sure. I, I had, I, well, I had, I borrowed an 808, <laughs> but I had, a, um, I, my first piece of gear was an SP-12 which was like what Pete Rock made. Um, Pete Rock and CL Smooth did the made ingredient with an S. The whole, all the production was made with an SP-12. And, wow. And it's like, you're like, oh, this is stupid. Like you process all, I mean, like between the bass notes and how he figured yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. It's so much simpler. Too. Like those boxes, uh, you call them a groove box, call them yeah. a drum machine, whatever, right? Uh, 909, 808, 901, the two biggest ones, of course. Like to think that that's where a sound was born is in this box. Right. Right. And like that, it's almost like the DNA that those are the 46 chromosomes of all modern music. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can go back to the Beatles and stuff you talk about organic, but in terms of electronic sampled music, right. that's where it all starts. Yeah. Every, every top 40 hit now, what, what 130, 140 BPM. It's all that kick. It's the same book. Yeah. So I got more, I mean, it was more, I like, I, I was fascinated, uh, with, beats and, and i was listening to other people's beats and yeah. even like making beats based off of their stuff and <laughs> i was like you know like i'd be like that's a dope sample i need to find out and i would literally in, in some cases i would like email them like hey what was that record and then yeah, i would yeah. like if i didn't have it which most cases i didn't have it i would find it and then try to find you know like 
So the so, collection grows. Yeah, just... and it just got stupid. So people, you know, like I remember um, my ex at the time could not, she was like, what do you, this record is, you know, like I was playing this record and it was a terrible record. Yeah. But I literally bought the record for four seconds. Of do you a, remember what it was? Oh, God, no. I just, <laughs> I remember the cover. Oh, it was a, <laughs> even better. Um, it was just a guy that was, um, he was, in, he was a Latino, like he was a, had a Latin band mm -hmm. uh, and he was wearing this gold onesie. Oh, and it was like a. It wasn't Geraldo. You remember that dude, <laughs> Geraldo? Yeah, it wasn't. But it was like this guy. I mean, he had like a perm. It was like definitely like late seventies, early eighties. Oh, okay, okay. On stage with like this uh, old school Hammond setup, like multi-tiered and a Rhodes, and then you know, like it must have been. I don't know how many Leslie cabinets were up there. There's a song that so Ladia introduced me to. Do you want a funk? Do you know the song? It's like George. I can't remember the dude's name, but he's like a French guy, but he looks Mexican. And he, that sounds like exactly the kind of cover because it's kind of like disco-y. Yeah. Yeah. Has and a it, very disco look to and it. But, but he has like kind of, he doesn't really have a good voice, but the beats are great. Yeah. I don't, he's all, he's speaking Spanish the whole oh, okay, time. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm, I just, you know, those old school covers, the typical like uh, big stage setups. There's like 15 people on stage. Right. Spread out like Most of them have mustaches. Yeah. Like at least half of them. Yeah. So, and they're all sweaty and just kind of like, you know. Wearing, so what were those four seconds like? Was it just uh, a drum sample, instrument? It was actually a, uh, it was like a, if you could, I, man, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a mandolin. Oh. It was like a bass lick, but with a mandolin. No and kidding. It was really low. And uh, the the percussion behind it was, it was uh, a clave. It was just like this. Oh, wow. This, yeah. Yeah. But the way so it So some hit, kind of like, kind of exotic instruments, nothing that's real too standard instrumentation. Right. So it was just something, it was just like, it just sounded really dope. And then I was like, man, I just want to. The first, my first instinct or the first thought that I had about it was, it was because this is, I mean, I had to clean the record a couple of times. So sure, it was like, sure. man, this is really like, wanted to kind of fill out what I thought yeah. it sounded like. So I like went back in. I mean, I, I was learning as I went. So it was just like filling How did it churn out in. when you got done with it? It was, it was good, man. I have a, I have a laptop that I brought back with me from the East Coast that has all of my shit on it. And yeah. I have, I, to this day, have not, I have not opened it in three years. It's fun because it's like the Facebook reminders. You know, three years ago, I was like, "Holy shit, that was three years ago." Yeah, music is the same kind of thing. It's your it's your memoirs. You know. Yeah, and it's it's uh, and it's really kind of a hard. It's also kind of a hard time too because I was really kind of like I'm. Just I I was doing it all the time, yeah. and then, and then all of a sudden I was just kind of like, oh man, I, I need to, I need to figure stuff out like I needed a job right it's like I had no money at the time it's just like I'm just doing totally this. immersive I guess right yeah just I mean just I didn't care I was just making it to yeah. make it and uh you know like I I got I, there were a couple circumstances where I got to make a little bit of money but I'm talking yeah. like I'm talking just dollars it's there's nothing right, that, right. I mean I, people if people loved it I would just give it away but is that what you is that uh, I think I had that same dream at some point and it's soon faded in my mid-20s I think but was music the thing that you really, that you wanted to do? Production, is that what you wanted to do, making your living? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it, it's weird. I guess I did. I, I think I looked at it like I was trying to prove something, yeah. you know? What, wait, what, what were you trying to prove? To yourself That's, or to other people? Uh, or? I, think, I think to myself. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, because I was dealing with just hearing... Uh, the two different arguments about beat making, which mm -hmm. is like, it's not real music. You're taking someone else's music and then you're turning right, it into right. 
and and other, and then my side, which was like I would have never thought to do that with this. this right. Doesn't make any, you know, like it's crazy. It is stuff. unique. It's new and it's original in itself. Yeah. It's just points of inspiration. I mean, dude, the Beatles. Come on, you know, twelve bar blues. We've yeah. been ripping people off for well, we meaning American white people have been ripping off fucking 12 bar blues since the 20s you know Robert well John and that was my position stuff. too i just thought that music bled i mean it's yeah like, you know the the difference between somebody saying i'm inspired by and then a, a person saying i'm i'm feeling this so much that i'm gonna find a way to you know like oh it would be like even better right in my estimation so yeah well so know. what was that moment that was it a financial one like what yeah, when did you financial. sober up so to speak were was, you in virginia still or yeah yeah, yeah. I was, it was financial and it was, um, it came at a, uh, a really odd time because I had, I was in the process. I was in, I was still trying to recover from a breakup. Yeah. And how, I think how old that were was, you at this point? Oh God, this is, this is, I was like, I'm 30, mid thirties. Mid thirties. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how old are you now? 41. No shit. Yeah. Man, you look younger than most 41 It's people. the booze. It's the, the booze. <laughs> it's the, the booze. It pickles you, but some people yeah. have pickles and wrinkles, others it preserves. preserved. <laughs> I feel 41 though when I wake up, I promise. Do you? Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't look 41, so good on you, mate. I'm trying, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. Um, so, so it was a trying period, obviously a lot of um, probably emotional turmoil and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, just, right? I mean, that and just like, I mean, just making mistakes left and right, just thinking I had an idea and then I was just, I was really kind of, um, fighting i mean i'm like i'm just getting out of the military i've been out of the military for a while at that point yeah i didn't i didn't have any which identity. which branch navy navy oh cool yeah a tech job or something more uh, i was tech it was definitely technical yeah um i was a submariner for uh five years and then i was i also was uh attached to uh explosive ordnance disposal unit mobile mobile unit two out of little creek wow so i was doing that for a little bit well so let, let me take a step back then for a second so i you know i i know what i know of people i don't have a dossier i don't have a, a service of any sort right we have this facebook shit and yeah. like you get little glimpses into people's personalities and stuff and i i, I suspect because i think i saw an old picture maybe take back thursday whatever yeah and uh i didn't realize you had served so but going even back beyond that did you grow up in virginia no, no, no. I grew up here. Oh, in where here. about in Texas? Uh, Houston and Austin. No uh, shit, we're yeah. in Houston. That's where I, I lived there for a bit. So I lived, uh, I went to high school in Houston at, um, I guess it would be spring. So North yeah, Houston, spring. Uh -huh. um, Westfield High School. And then uh, my parents were both from the same neighborhood. Well, almost. In, in the Houston? Same neighborhood. Um, yeah, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, actually, it, it was pretty awesome because they lived... Uh, five blocks apart oh really yeah they, did they grow up five blocks apart yeah so it's just like a high school romance no it wasn't no. they didn't actually start dating until i think um i think uh my dad was they started dating before my dad joined the air force oh really yeah so but the families knew each other no um, shit yeah just because they're five blocks away yeah they knew each other uh i guess through the it could, i think it might have been church and yeah some other um, one of my aunts was really close with my, my dad's sister. So okay. My, yeah, yeah. So, uh, when they were in high school. No kidding. Yeah. So, so when did they end up meeting? Oh man. You said um, it's before he went to the air force. Of, yeah. Probably post high school at some point, right? I think he was, I think he went in at 71. Oh, 70. Okay. So yeah, he was, yeah, I think I want to say it was 1971 and I guess they got married in 70. 
three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my dad got shipped. He was in Vietnam and then got back. And then when he got back, we moved to, I was born in Italy and then moved to England. Was he stationed in yeah, Italy? He at stationed, that point? Yeah. He was and then sta- moved over to England, I guess. Right. And then I, I think when I was five, we, I was five and then we moved back to Dude. Houston. Do you remember any of that European times? It's I remember, hard yeah. When, yeah. I don't remember Italy, but I do remember England. Oh, that's killer. So I had like my first bit of primary school was there. Oh, no then, kidding. Yeah. And then I had a. Houston's a downgrade in a sense, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's weird now. It's weird because that, that's a city that I, you know, um, I remember my parents having, uh, I remember them being very, so the neighborhood, the neighborhood was was, that, was it in spring too? The neighborhood? No, no, no. no it's okay. South Houston. Oh, it's the opposite. Okay. Yeah, it was way, way, like, way, way south. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's where they were, and I mean, we were up north, actually in Humble too. Humble. I was gonna say, yeah, I know a couple of people. You know, yeah. I think uh, no, that was no, I think Paul McGee. You know, Paul McGee in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I think he's from Humble. Either really? that or Tumble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, when he, I've got to have him in here, but I met him a long time ago in Vegas when he was when working out there, and it's like get the hell out. Humble? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's we're Texas. Texas produces a lot of good talent. Let's put it that way. That's crazy. Except I've our leadership of... in the state, but otherwise, yeah. Oh god, don't get started. <laughs> News today sucks. Fucking Abbott, man. Yeah. And he, yeah, it. Let's agree to say that Abbott is morally corrupt. Oh, dude, does that it's, work? Yeah, it's. it's, yeah. it's like I've like it's funny to I was just thinking about this on the way over here listening to NPR just like just how funny is it that like the some of the conservative values are actually pretty fucking radical they're like, totally just, like, radical you know like and it just there's no and I was actually listening to the the vetting process for Syrian refugees to come into the country and it's it's gonna be pretty legit I mean it's fucking multifaceted oh, of course you know like and I, I was just thinking like why what yeah all right cool I mean you know? it's pretty suspicious that the gypsies were casted away like nope no gypsies coming into germany sorry yeah. like i mean that, that's very problematic to start on these terms we're like nope you're this way you're this race you're not coming in i mean that is a whole nother conversation but suffice it to say that no other state would be so outspoken about being accepting no nope. yeah. you know what i mean like i think greg abbott is overcompensating. he just wants to show everybody's got a big ego right I, yeah i just i don't know and that's that that's I guess that's kind of my issue with it. Like that's I, I think that if one runs for that political position, like I, I think that that I think that that should be kind of default. Like, why, I mean, like what yeah. at, this, at what point? Like, what are you trying to do? You're the governor. Dude, like, I, I, you don't you're the fucking governor. Right. There's no. A, the single guy that the, whose narrative sets the tone for the state. Yeah. Right. Even if you can't get everything approved via veto and all that. Right. Like, that's fine. But. Just, I mean, this couldn't, we couldn't write a better sitcom than this. This is a no, fucking is, joke, dude. This is, I, it's I totally have, a joke. I, it's all clickbait. Everything Greg Abbott says is just purely clickbait. Yeah. It's political fodder to, I suppose, position him to be running for president at some point, of which no one will take him seriously. I, anyway, so, uh, but, uh, dude. Based off of this platform that he's got right now, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't, he's, he doesn't have a pot to piss in. There's not is, shit to piss in. It's, 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 it's like you're the governor of northern Mexico. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and your ideals, and, and it's like even like, to, not that it matters, but it's still funny to me that, I mean, his wife is Hispanic. And right. Like there's these, his, like, well, his it's, you know. No, uh, I know it doesn't matter, but it's just like the, the 
when you look at it, like if you paint that picture, right, and the things that are coming out of his mouth and how, it's like even that, he doesn't believe that shit. I remember I, the, the, we'll end on this, this point about like the political piece because it's like you, we could go on for fucking hours about, yeah. It. But so I remember I was I, I can't remember I was at dive bar or something. I was hanging out with a friend and his friend and her coworker came along, and I didn't know what she did. I'm like, oh, so you know, what do you do? She was like, I work. I'm a I'm a lobbyist. For the Republican Party, I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna get tense, guys. <laughs> I gotta step back a look, right? Hold up. But no, it's good. That, I totally need another reason- shot. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> totally reasonable person, like knows what's going on. I'm like, but you guys, why do you fucking hate the gay people so much? Why do you hate gay so much? And she's like, we actually don't. Many of us are. It's just, it's all money. It's like a lot of the guys that are completely publicly against homosexuality, they're closet gay people. Like, I was like, oh well, that makes sense. It's just big business. You're just trying to save face, you know. And I, from that moment forward, I was like, well, because I asked her about the war against women. She's like, oh, it's not really a war. It's just stuff we say. I'm like, okay, fine. Even if that is true, like, I mean, and, and obviously it's your... Really well, in her, her particular but it, perspective, it's, yeah. It's like, that's still like what's amazing about that. And what's fucking hilarious is that it's at the expense of people. You're like, Dude. yeah, you're like, okay, fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's all about money, but you're still fucking people over. You are fucking people over <laughs> left and right. Like, you don't have, like, where is the... Is there anything in there that you, is there any kind of like checks and balance system sure. that you have where you What about stop humanity? Like, oh. What about being humane? I mean, none, none of that even comes into yeah, play. Like, oh, they're Mexican? Just boot them out. Yeah. Just the, I mean. Oh, all right. Well, okay. It seems simple enough for you. Yeah. Jesus. At this point, man, I, I, I've been, a, I've, I can't remember. I mean, it's not anything I've ever even said out yeah. loud, but I enjoy being a morning person to read this shit. And I like, I get up and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's see what's, and I'm like, oh, oof, mm. oh, jeez, yeah. And it's like, I, in in the face of all of, it's all comedy to me. Like, it you is. Look at it, and you're just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, Vonnegut couldn't have wrote better co- social satire. There's no way. There's like, no way. It, it's There's perfectly no way. pitched, and I, it makes me wonder if it is, in, if it's real at all. Right, I, I kind of think it's just this big, big ruse, you know, a big illusion. I'm Smoke that's you kind of want it to be like a giant. Like I just like I am, I I actually had a dream a couple nights ago that I this everything that's everything that we've experienced within the last like ten months, eleven right. months, is the bad. You fell off the side of a boat. Or shit. Yeah, that's just, what happened. You've just been unconscious. The most badass candid camera episode ever. <laughs> like that, who's, that who's shitty Folgers commercial we replace. Yeah, that, dude. You know, like, well, Who's that, behind the curtain? That's all I want to know. Like, who's back there being like, yeah, like just suckers. Wait, just wait for it. Just wait, wait for, for it. it. That's it's terrible. It's stuff. insanely stupid. So, but, all right, that's a good. Okay, <clears throat> I feel a little, a little bit cleansed now. Let's just get a little bit purged because <laughs> it's just been building up. Yeah. I've been back in the country for less than a fucking day, and I still have like, oh, I'm already overwhelmed oh, and just, done with all this shit. I felt the same way when we got back from Turkey. I was kind of like, Ugh. it's so different. You yeah. just get back, you're like, oh, great. Great, yeah. and you know, and, and I, again, I was, I was watching a clip with Bill Maher and Stephen Colbert, which was which was fun to watch them kind of play it. I don't know if it's a legitimate tension or what, but like, it, Bill Maher brought up a great point. He's the one that started political satire and political commentary, like in a forum on TV, with politically incorrect. And I was like, oh, good point, Bill. Well, fucking done. You just yeah. launched this this terrible genre of tv yeah but but anyway i had no idea i never really realized like he was at the forefront of it and he was there was no msnbc at that point well no yeah cnbc no, but I don't not think msnbc that, i don't think it was in that not mid mid 90s right no i fuck no it was just i think it was just lester holt yeah exactly <laughs> that dude's he's like, awesome, I'm, yeah he's like guy. hey what's up guys let's, i got <laughs> lester holt. 
Somebody's just handing him shit to say headlines. Where'd you like, get those cool glasses, Mister Holt? He has yeah, the, the best fucking glasses. Yeah, They're great. He looked very. I just, I, yeah, he was actually. Uh, I just remember him like, who the fuck? Are they just cloning some kind? Of, is this like some <laughs> fucked up clone of Gumbel? Like, what's going on? Skinny, Even back in the but day, skin, like a slightly slimmer Gumbel. Yeah, you're like he's he's like he's like a he's like a really sweet like if like Gumbel and Bond got like fucking <laughs> just and and then you're like oh I would, it's Lester Holt. That's totally it. so like yeah. the, all right. This would be the distinction to me. Gumbel stocks candy bars under the desk, and so in between takes, he's like, all right, candy bar. <laughs> fucking Lester Holt, martinis. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like exactly, exactly. absolutely. He's just, he's, he, and just he was always very. I just even. I think he was. Yeah, like I remember him. Dude, I think he did the Olympics, right? He yeah, just, oh, he covered yeah. the Olympics. Was like a, he was like, and I'm like, dude, how are you not a sports announcer? Yeah, he's great. Totally he was awesome. Great. And I just remember like that's when he got my attention. I want to hang out with him. Yeah, that's the that's the be, that's the metric for me liking somebody. It's like, yeah. man, I don't really want to hang out with this guy. I'm like, who the. All right, yeah, this is cool. We'll do this. Um, yeah. Well, sorry. So we go back to Houston, which we're both. So I graduated in Katy to, to give you some background. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, there were Katy. We're in the student handbook. I came from a really intelligent uh, school environment in Salt Lake City. Moved to Houston. Got downgraded. Went to Katy, and there was a line in the handbook that says, "Ultimately, do not have relations with sheep." Thank you. That is against school policy. So it's dumbing it down. So that's how I frame Houston, unfortunately, in the 90s. That's how I frame it. Now, whether it was, I'm sure it was better in Montrose or whatever, maybe in Humboldt, maybe in these other areas like Spring. But how was high school for you there? High school was, oh, man. High school was weird. I was, I was, uh, I was a misfit, man. I was, what, what kind um, of, like a, a punk misfit? Uh, no, not like that. Like, it was um, not like the, 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 when people say misfit, that's like, for some reason, that's yeah, the first Yeah, they think of the, the chains and the tattoos and all that shit. Oh man, I was just a little, um, I was, oh God, I just, I, I was, I had, I had a lot. I remember just starving for attention. I remember that. I remember that I was, um, why was that though? Your parents were? Oh, this is, um, I mean, I was trying, I, well, here's the thing, man. I was for as long as I can remember. The one thing that I know that I've been is just a clown, just the just the fucking I've been the jester core I've been the jester for in almost every fat I mean like in the Navy yeah just, yeah I mean granted do you like that that kind of like is it the comedy or is it the attention I think it you, was you mentioned it's attention probably I think right? it was I think in high school it was definitely attention but yeah. I think it turned to comedy it's like I just honestly just enjoyed like making people laugh yeah and um, did that ever did you ever parlay that into stand-up or anything uh-uh. writing no 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 I I I would I mean I've always just taken moments for what they are yeah. in terms of i mean like my, my girlfriend yeah. hates it so. <laughs> because it's like she's like you know like I, i'll say something that's hilarious and then she's like that's not funny that's kind of it's kind of i'm like well that's kind of funny you know <laughs> what i'm saying yes you know all like the time hap- every yeah. every week that like, i get you know that what same. the fuck i'm telling you know i was i didn't why would i it's like the idea that I would say something so absurd as, right. you know, like you look like shit today, you know, like yeah. that. I know <laughs> like it's, that that's make, extreme. Like, that's an extreme case, right, but I'm sure. saying that like, but I, it's so far, like you're just st- straight facing a joke, but There's I've said no it when she's like, that. when she's like completely dressed up, you know, yeah, like, exactly. she's like, so she's looking so good. And yeah. you just, it's a perfect time to say that. It's, you it's know perfectly. It's the, yeah. You're like, but, but people can't tell when you're joking. Can they? No, no. Cause it, it's just something. Well, what is sometimes it? I, I have to, I have to, I've learned how to follow up with that. Yeah. I've had to, be better about because I used to just be. There was a guy that I used to bartend for. It was he was an old boss of Virginia, mm-hmm. and he was a huge Bill Hicks fan. Mm. 
Mm. And uh, he, I, I think back, like, looking back, yeah. I think he, he was, he literally was, I mean, he was a tiny guy and relatively, I think what made him so attractive was that he was so charismatic and so funny. Yeah. But he never had a, he was the first guy I ever saw say shit to people that was hilarious, but say it to people that clearly did not have a sense of humor. They would, oh man, that's, and, the, per, that's the perfect thing about Bill Hicks. Yeah. It's like, we get it, but the people in the room never got it. Yeah. You know, I mean, until later anyway. But, and it was crazy because the thing that blew my mind was that like, I think I, part of me was like, holy shit. And I'm like laughing on the inside. Right. And I'm watching this guy deal with this guy like looking at my, you know, my, my former boss mm -hmm. and just being like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and then seeing my boss recognize that and, and, and find a way to be charismatic enough to not even apologize, right. not backtrack. Because owning it is half of it, right? Because right. you, if you don't own it, then yeah. people... And he would, just, he would just run with it, you know? But I was like, holy shit, this is... I mean, like, and I think that when I started, like everybody, I think that worked for him at the time picked up those habits, mm -hmm. but some of us were really good at it. And, and, and some of us weren't, I was definitely one of the ones that weren't, <laughs> but I but was, so um, did, did you, so you are, I love the class clown thing. I think I, I broached, I touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I was totally, I was, uh, it was, I, I mean, I, when I say going back to like the misfit thing, like I was, uh, I think that I, school was hard because I think that even I went to a predominantly white school mm. um, and it wasn't to the point to where it was like so outrageous where it was like, you know, but it was definitely, just, I, I mean, it was like a harsh minority. Yeah, time. sure, sure. But I remember, I think that I had already had experiences where I was having to explain myself to other kids because of, their lack of exposure. Interesting. Like, uh, do you have an example? I'm trying to understand. Yeah, just I mean, like, it's just you know, like even just having a conversation, people are yeah. like, "Dude, what, are you from here?" And I, you know, I just be like, "Well, wow. no, I mean, my parents are from Houston." Yeah. Yeah, you're. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so me. it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I'd like have I, like, but they it was still always like, a difficult. Like, I never knew how to answer questions because you know I was an Air Force brat, so we moved around. Right. So right. do I tell people I'm from Houston? Do I tell them I was I'm from Italy or right. I was born in Italy? Do I tell them you know like. I was raised in England and then moved back, you know, like, yeah, it was always a complicated fucking story. You know, I felt like even back then. Yeah, so, I do. I totally I, f I feel you. I've moved so around I, so much. I would young. say Houston and, you know, or I would I would talk about something or um, or have a conversation with people. And then it was definitely like this whole like getting into like it was like the that was my that was like the dawn of of ignorance in a in a in a passive way uh -huh. in terms of being a high school kid with other white kids that right. actually you know you you would hang out with you'd sit at lunch with and, yeah. and, and it was never like this tension but it was definitely like this a void that had that was in the process of like being filled because mm -hmm. of people saying like you know like what for example like um i i, I think it was like somebody asking me like if my if somebody if my mom or my dad was white really yeah and i, and I was what kind of fucking no. question is that it's it's a question that someone asks that doesn't understand that has a perceived notion or right. they've been educated to think that i'm not supposed to speak well because it was definitely like you know growing up as a kid my dad was kind of like a, a 
a little bit of a villain. Yeah, but he's, he's in he's Air Force guy, so he's gonna be really really sharp. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh you know he was F four pilot. Yeah, dude. So he was definitely. I mean, so you're gonna be well spoken. Yeah. No matter what. But well, no, I mean that was like, but I mean, and you think about it, like even Texas standards for that, yeah. like when you go back to like uber Republican white kids in the yeah. 80s and 90s, you know, like and what they're being bred from, you know, or it's raised not pretty. From. It's like yeah, so there's a lot of people who are just like, man, like what. You're so challenging my notion. Yeah, like yeah. I don't understand you. And then uh, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was on the diving team. Oh, cool. In high school, like I didn't. Do you know? Do you know Alex Shoemaker at the Roosevelt? Room? Yeah, yeah, diver, swimmer guy too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, you guys are both tall and slender. I'm very yeah. envious, by the way. Oh man, I <laughs> yeah, I actually, I uh, saw I saw my old high school diving photos, like just a couple. I think it was a couple right before we left for Turkey. I uh, saw my girlfriend's photos, and she was like, like that, "That you can't be serious. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gave that up." <laughs> yeah. Looked like Malcolm from uh, the Cosby Show, with, <laughs> with like just the speedo on. Yeah, but, it's yeah, amazing. But, yeah, lettered in it and everything. That's good. Well, so but I'm at, all right, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. No pun intended with the diving board, but uh, was it a very diverse team? No, I was. I was. Uh, no, it wasn't. I was. I was. Uh, I think the team, the varsity team. I think it was like 15 guys. It was yeah. the only black guy on there. Obviously, um, I think obviously because at the time it was kind of like I remember. That was, uh, I no, there weren't, I didn't have, and I never thought about it, by the way. I never looked at it like, oh, man. You're just in the moment. Just do, yeah, me and you, I, right? That's a No, that's I mean, great. I've I've been in and around water all my life. Yeah. So it's like, it was never a thing for me. Like, right. I, you know, like, my dad teaching me how to swim was probably the best thing ever. You know, like, I've just. You I, loved it, so, like, yeah. you took to it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been a surfer for 20 years. No like, shit. Just, yeah. This, I mean, I spent so much time in Virginia that I was, I remember going out to, uh, I was fascinated with surfers because I remember, you know, getting out to Virginia Beach and being like, oh man, like, this is like in the, probably in the, I want to say mid 90s, mm -hmm. or no, late 90s, it was probably 98, 97, 98, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a succession of hurricanes that came into town, uh -huh. so I bought this piece of shit of a board like I had I mean like it barely floated me <laughs> and uh it was it was like this hunk it like had been the the tip of it I still have it to this day it's in oh storage. you kept it but um it's been the tip was bondoed you know it was just a terrible yeah it was yeah. just a piece but it was 100 bucks you know like so I was like all right cool gotta and start somewhere the, yeah, right yeah took this thing out and and would just get annihilated every day yeah every day every day every day but was crazy what was crazy about it was that I was doing this all during hurricane swell and I had no idea that it was like that that's what was causing like the massive yeah yeah, yeah. I thought it was like that every day I was like I'm gonna go it's gonna be great well it's if you learn in that freaking environment you're gonna yeah. be a brilliant surfer so I didn't I was sucked at it okay. for, <laughs> yeah I, I I mean I think for two months straight like I was out there I would get I would literally get up in the morning and drive 40 minutes to the beach mm -hmm. um, and I just I only started doing that because I overheard guys at the spot talking about like getting up early to catch swell so other people aren't around. Right. I thought, well, yeah. It's perfect because I don't want anybody to see me eat shit all the time. <laughs> so I got being I would, embarrassed in private is yeah. much better. Yeah. So like I would get up and there'd be like a couple dudes out there, you know, like yeah. and I just I would stay to the smaller breaks and just trying to figure out understand shit. Yeah, and yeah. It took it must Cutting have taken years. Yeah. And then uh I literally was basically practicing drowning myself for two and a half months. <laughs> and then finally <laughs> It was like a, a weekday, and I caught my first wave, and then after that, I was kind of like, I, you know, like, and it was totally accident. I mean, it was like, it was, 
it was scary and it because i think when looking back it was like waste the waste the chest high which is like not a not conditions for right, somebody to right. learn on but i think i had fallen so much i knew how to anticipate what i was going to do and yeah i like it it was crazy but i just it was i was like oh i'm, I'm not gonna stop so, yeah. yeah so, so then did, it, you know and i just did you take to it after that yeah, yeah. totally I just totally got go out i remember having some of the best days i ever had were actually like little knee-high days but they were just the current was pushing so hard so yeah. you go out and just grab a longboard and just kind of cruise and That's walk crazy. around and yeah so i just I, and then i just started buying boards like left and right for no reason at all still have them so i have every every i've storage? only so i've sold one board since uh since i've uh since i started but i haven't been on a board in four years so is it driving nuts no, I mean, no, nah. no. I, I, I know I, some people, man, like they've got to get out there or else they just don't pull their hair out. It used to be like that. Mm. Uh, but I think that, I think I, I'm trying to think, well, I mean, I was always a swimmer. So when I first moved back, I was always, I was just going to deep eddy. And just, oh, okay. Just swimming anyway. I mean, I've been, I've been swimming. I actually, I've yet to get in the pool uh, in the last like three months, but. I've I've been a religious, but you swimmer. find a way to, to you you flock to the water. Oh yeah, in some way or another. Yeah yeah yeah. It's definitely um, it sucks because I don't do it as I mean like granted I live right around the corner from a heated pool. Yeah, Stacy's right there. So yeah I yeah. Just, but it's definitely uh yeah it's it's been one of my loves. But I was you know that well, was so, yeah, that's so, what made me weird in high school too. So, so you're I mean it's hard because I God damn it I feel like race is such a touchy subject. Not like here now, but just in general. And I'm just like, uh, we're yeah, people, everybody's different. Well, I mean, yeah, we are I mean, like on a molecular level, everybody's different, you know? But it's, it's think, just, yeah, I it's mean, a, I, it's empathy to me. That's it, right? Like, yeah, I'm willing to, I am absolutely willing to admit that everybody's different. I don't understand everything about everybody because I can't, I haven't been through it. But yeah. I want to, I want to learn. I want to understand. That's it. That's all I, that's my only approach I can have really. I think. Yeah, but one of the most important things to me, and this is something I have just recently discovered in myself, is that I remember, you know, I've had all of these experiences, and I've, I mean, I have done, I have fucked up royally on so many levels. But I mean, I think, it, I think <laughs> we all to, have, we yeah, all, yeah. Tale of the tape, I think everyone has in their own sure, right. Absolutely, yeah. But I think that when I take, uh, I think about those things, and I also think about moments where my race has been a factor or I've made my race a factor. Yeah. Um, and I look back now, it's like, I remember, for example, like me, like somebody talking to me about an issue that, they, uh -huh. that they're kind of, they really have no business talking about. What did you remember what it was? Um, even think, like rough, uh, roughly what it was. I think, I think just talking about, uh, like the hardships or the plights of, of, of being black and, and, working in a, in a working environment you right know, like for right. example like my parents were always and this is this is a true like i mean this is something that i was raised with you know my parents were always like no matter what you do man you're gonna have to always work twice as hard or three times as hard because yeah. you're black it's just it's it's just the statistics it's, almost yeah, yeah it's like it's just the nature of the beast it's just that's that's how we did it and we how do you feel about were you like all right that's how it's gonna be or were you kind of rebelling against that notion no, i didn't rebel against it it's definitely something that you didn't want. I remember not wanting to hear that or yeah. being like, nah, you don't get it. Because right. my parents were very, um, they were very like, hey, I want you to understand that. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm going to make sure that I give you everything that I can. Yeah. So that you don't have to think that way. I'm not, I'm not saying, 
you know, like the whole idea wasn't to be limited in thought or, right, or right. creativity or focus or desires or anything like that. Just it's a heads just, up? It was just, yeah, it was yeah. just like, hey, man, by the way, you're going to, some douche is going to say this, just, you know, yeah. this is for that. You know, this little handle is for that issue, that got issue it, or got that it. situation. So, um, and, and, you know, like at the time when they, they told me that when I was like 15, 14. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, dude, that's a, I mean, for anybody 15, that yeah. is a, like, you're already trying to figure out who you are. You're, you're moving around a lot. So you're having to almost redefine yourself every new place, yeah. which is a huge thing. Build a social status, not like status, like oh. all of it. Right. Yeah. And then on top of it, like, well, and you might have a handicapped yeah. in the business world. And that was, yeah. And that was, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't something that was beat over the head, yeah. but it was more of just the situation of like, hey, you're going to be cool with everyone. Yeah. But not everyone necessarily be cool is going with to be you. cool with you. So you have to figure out how you're going to get, you need to figure out how to get yourself ready to deal with that. Yeah. And either take it personally and get mad or whatever, or just take it on the chin and keep fucking rolling. Which so, one did you take? Uh, both. Both. I mean, you, you got you to gotta have, you know, got to take hard knocks before you get it. But sure. I think that now, like getting back to, I mean, like, I think now it's like having those things, but making sure that you relate it. Like, I get that people are going to have hangups about little things. Yeah. Or I mean, not, that's everybody. They're not going to have the education. They're not going to be informed or whatever. So am I going to be the guy that goes, oh, you don't know what it's like. Right. Or you don't understand how hard I had it. Or I can just say, okay, this is what I've had to deal with. Sure. And this is, this is what I tried. Yeah. And it didn't work here. It worked here sometimes. You know, like, that's it. So it's yeah. like, I'd rather, it's kind of put, it's it's almost in a sense of like, if, and this is what my parents ultimately, I felt like were trying to get at, but they never finished it, mm -hmm. which was like, if you're going to, you know, you can do whatever you want to do and you can speak to and friend and whatever, whoever you want, right. whatever you want, right, you, know, right. you can have those things provided that you have the right mindset for that. So you can't look at things like, oh, I'm the only, you know, like, oh, I'm the only black guy in the room right now. Yeah. Or, like, if, I mean, granted, there's some funny, I've done that. And there, <laughs> you, generally, it's it's hilarious when I do it. Because yeah. it's, you, I mean, like, for me to say that in those moments, it's kind of like, oh, shit, man. Like, going to a, a, a wedding in Iowa. Oh, you know, Jesus, winter, yeah. You know, like, and that's my, my, my girlfriend's sister. Fish out of water story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> Let's see how this goes, you know, like, and it's definitely, and it's been, I mean, like, and I, for the sake of like having the right mindset, I've looked at it like, okay, no, I'm not like going to sit here and be like in a, uh, like in the, in the corner, just right. kind of like keeping it myself. I'm going to have fun with this because yeah, it's like, for sure. Okay, and that's cool. on, that's on, that's on the individual, right? Being yeah. positive or being pessimistic. Like that's everybody's entitled to oh, be in whichever way. Yeah. And it's, and it, I like that you kind of treat it with some humor because that, that humor goes over a lot. Well, a lot better rather than being the negative guy it's, who's got his arms crossed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than being angry about things that are, it's ironic that I'm usually angry about the tiniest little things mm -hmm. sort of, as opposed to bigger, like bigger life changing, life altering life, you know, like, hard circumstantial moments in life where you're kind of like dealing with real issues from other people yeah. that are like, you're like, Oh shit, I've never heard anybody say that with like such ferocity. And like, you're right, like, right. You really mean that. And you're like, why do you mean that? That's the dumbest shit ever. You know, like, it's, and <laughs> well, like, it's you, important to them. Yeah. The it's, it's like, okay, yeah. man, like, you know, like babies do not grow on trees, you know, like it's <laughs> totally fine, man. Like it's, 
I suppose if yeah, you, like, I understand. I see your readings, and I'm gonna say that that you know, like it's, but it, it's like rather than get bent about things that are like that are very heavy. Yeah, just choose to deal with them in a way that you're going to benefit. You know, set an example. You know, I and and that's that doesn't that never hurts. Setting yeah. a good example. When does that hurt? Yeah, you know, setting Try, a bad I mean, example. A lot more repercussions, I think. Yeah. Know? So, I mean, I just, I definitely was kind of, you know, I've just being a whirlwind of mistakes and, and just dealing and, 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 and not to highlight race because it was, again, like it was not anything I've necessarily thought about. Right. But it was always something that people always reminded me at times where yeah. I was totally like, it's almost like somebody, you know, like if you're, uh, like if you're at a party mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're at a big party and you're with a girl and all of a sudden you're like, Hey man, your ex just walked in. Some dude just walks up and he's like, oh, it's like yeah, that dude's like, yeah. that's fucked up, man. Nobody, you didn't have to say anything, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> come on. Either you would have found out yeah. or no, you wouldn't have seen each other yeah. and there would have been no thing. Yeah. It, people like to incite yeah. drama, you know? Yeah. It's really, really insane. So do you think that things are, man, because uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't. I think people are getting better. I hope. I feel like we're getting better and worse at the same time. It's one of these where you pat your head and rubbing your stomach, right? Because some people are getting fucking great, and then some people are getting real dumb. And I think the grip that media may have on how we interpret reality, yeah. that that may indicate that we're getting a lot stupider. But how do you feel just about racial equality, about people being balanced? No, oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel? Is it getting better? Um. I'll say this. I think that I think that we need to start, excuse me. Uh, I think common sense is kind of the thing. Yeah. I think that that's where I think that that's where we're losing ourselves. I think we make a lot of excuses if if there's an issue that we choose to be heated about or fiery about, you know, I think that there's less of an opportunity to like take a second and think about or process what's being happened mm -hmm. or happening and then having the wherewithal to say, okay, you know what? That doesn't make any sense. Um, or maybe, you know, like maybe investing in another person Yeah. in terms of their dialogue. Let's say if you're telling me something and it could be, it could be anything. You could be talking about something serious uh, or something like mildly important or right. just kind of like just conversation in a bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. How you choose to deal with that is what really, I mean, like if you want to get, you know, like if you, let's say we were talking about Paris, sure, you know, um, and this happened last night. I was having a conversation with another bartender and we were talking about uh, an instance where I dealt with a guy at the bar that was kind of going in and it was, just misidentification and I didn't get mad I was just more of like hey if you're gonna if you're gonna talk right about this it's all good fine yeah but fine, just come ahead. from a place where you're well informed right if you don't understand something or you're just saying something that you read on a ticker or a headline instead yeah. of understanding more about it then then do that have common sense man like don't just start running your mouth sure to garner a reaction because that's what it is, right? It's sensationalism. Yeah. yeah. So it's like just have some common sense. Common sense also leads to ultimately having better restraint. Sure. Because if you see somebody being a dumbass, you're like you can you're like okay, this is 
I don't have, you know, you, like, you don't feel the need yeah. when you have when you I'm not going to dignify sense. an answer to this. You know? Right. I am not fucking dignified. Exactly. Yeah. And that is the thing. That's the piece that's missing is that we're all just respond. So it's like, God damn it, man. Yeah. It's uh, not me being cocky. It's not me being arrogant in my response. It's being like, you know what? I, right. Man, it's better. Nobody like, has time for this, dude. But that's ex- for for those of us who value our time. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. But for people that don't or somehow feel like the high road always needs to be taken, like no matter what, and it has to be affirmed in a very, very clear visual way. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's, So now it's become kind of meta. There's people like, oh, this Syria, that Syria, this Paris, that Paris. Okay, fine. Arguing. Yeah. But now there's another layer outside of it, the meta layer, as I like to call it. The, the, <laughs> the, the cerebral layer where it's like, I don't. You guys can fight about your politics, but I just want everybody to love each other. Yeah. Which is like almost even worse. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's so pithy. Yeah. It's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, oh. I, I, I that, that's, it is maddening. It is you, maddening. You're like, I, I get it. Yeah. I think ultimately we all would like to be there. Sure. But there's. We got to take a few roads and planes, trains, and buses to yeah, get there. Yeah, dude. And you know, what's like, the And you need of... to be a realist about that. You can't just yeah. tell me like, oh man, peace, love. You know, like, trust me. Sure. I think that that's everybody's ideal. Maybe. But, you know, like, how are you? My my question to you is, okay, what are you going to do about it? Right. Just just mentioning you know? the 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 concept of adding love, interjecting love into the social, or rather the uh, social media realm. Right. Okay. Great. Yeah. Good, man. Fucking cold fusion. Let's do it. Like, yeah. how are we going to do it? So that's, oh, I mean, well, yeah, I don't. And that's the thing. Like, if you, if you're going to have a, I mean, like there's, if you're going to have, if you're so committed to having a, uh, an, an, a, a point or you're trying to make a point, yeah. or you're, you know, speaking on an issue, you know, like if you're going to do that, please, 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 for fuck's sake. <laughs> have like okay so okay now what you know like you can't just tell me how you feel right. and then be like okay so what do you want to do about it because yeah. in most cases most people aren't even disagreeing it with it it's like okay cool i hear you dog yeah, yeah. paris was fucked up what do you want to do about exactly, it exactly exactly you know and it's like okay i i don't it, it like okay well i mean how are you going to make a contribution aside from post you know thoughts and prayers on facebook right which like, is the most passive way to do anything right ever so right. are you going to donate to the french red cross are you going to get involved by finding out how you could do more work to support the safety of Muslims in your own community? Right. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Those are things. Those are actual right. deliverables, right? I yeah. love that. Deliverables are great. So it's like, you know, like, I'm, I'm not saying that everybody has to. I mean, if you're going to have the capacity to stand up and say something, right. have to, I mean, like, understand that, like, some people on this planet will look at you sideways if you just say all this shit. For the for the sake of being like, oh, that guy sounded really articulate. He was well spoken, and he had such a fiery, passionate point. And right. And, just, and it's like, yeah, but at the, he's just going home, and he's just trying to get laid, or he's, <laughs> you know, like no social. Yeah, it's not about the yeah. societal he's, benefit. He's at yeah. home in thirty minutes on the couch with his pants down. You know what I mean? Like he's just not <laughs> he's playing just watch, Yeah, watching Nancy Grace or some shit. Oh <laughs> it's God, just like, damn it! <laughs> but like it, that's the whole thing. Like it's not even. Um, you got to be real about it's it. It's fast food politics. Yeah, you know. But it's not. I mean, here's the thing. Like. That's the thing that that suck. That's the thing that I am. That's my kryptonite. Yeah, is that when it comes to, especially being a bartender and especially being in the environment where, you know, like you're around people in all walks of life, different perspectives. You're a ref, man. 
you're a referee to that. Yeah, and I mean, but you you try to kind of you try to have fun. You try to even recognize, I'm like for, I'm not a Republican, but there it's not to say that I don't. I mean, it's not like a one sider. You right, definitely it's not against us or for right. It's not oh, well, you're if you're not for me, you're against me. Yeah, it's, not it's like, like that. That's the thing, and yeah. and being informed, like to being like okay, well, I don't necessarily agree with these things. Mm-hmm. But the core beliefs of what this is, is I'm, anybody would be down with. Sure. So, I mean, even, and just being, and I'm not saying everybody has to geek out and be like, oh, I've got to, you know, read all of these things and, or study this or have one side of, you know, like, it, I'm just saying that like, just, but you have to have, there's a humanity that I think people lose in the, com, like going back right. to the common sense, like, please don't trip over everything that you hear because most times it's like you're in the oldest town hall ever conceived mm-hmm. and it's got booze and everybody's having a good time. There's music playing. Just stop, you know, stop taking yourself so fucking seriously, yeah. man. Like oh, you yeah. didn't come in this bar to be serious. You came in this bar to let loose. So right. if you come across somebody that says something like I like pajamas and you'd be like, I don't like pajamas, man. If the, the way they bunch <laughs> up on me when I'm sleeping, it's kind of fucked up. And it's like, okay, cool. I respect that. Cool. I can see your point. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we don't the, do a lot of that. Yeah. Again, that's empathy. Yeah. We don't have a lot of empathy towards each other. And Maybe you and I, but yeah. Well, not I a mean, lot, right? I think I think I think it's there. I think sure. I, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how I can get to that point with a lot of people I see. But yeah. um, and I think I'm misunderstood in a lot of ways because my dialogue with people across the bar is very, very, very just just gritty. Yeah. And gritty, not in a negative way, but just gritty, like, look. Blunt? You're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, hey, man, it's just, we're just rapping. The only difference is I have booze behind me and I'm making you something dope. Right. You know, but I want to talk to you. Sure. You know, like, I definitely enjoy that, especially when you have those moments where you can entertain that. Granted, it's not always like that, but, you know, you can, if you have an opportunity to have a dialogue, not only about what you're doing, you know, make, I just, I like appealing to people in the sense that I want people to understand that I take what I do seriously, right. but I don't take myself seriously. So yeah. I want them to have fun. I want us to have fun together. If I'm, if I'm rapping with a cat for like well, you're you know, a hu- you're 20 hu- minutes. A then, humanist. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's but not, I, you're not an egoist. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to be, I, I think that, like I said, it's easy to be misunderstood. Sure. I think that a lot of people are like, man, he's just, you know, like the difference between, <laughs> The difference between being like uh, well spoken or well read or uh, up on current events or just in just being hip to what's happening uh-huh. and and not giving uh, you know like not letting someone have a response to some idiotic fundamentalist like retard bullshit right, right. you know like you you're picking your battles all the time but like yeah. that's it's not like I don't want to talk to you. You know, it's like, I'm just not going to talk to you about that. Yeah. So, like, you want to talk about the Jets. You want to talk about, you know. Uh, Mescal. Yeah, Mescal, Ronda Rousey. Uh, oh, man. Did, yeah. Yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> right. You right. know, like, I, 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 and I don't even follow that shit, but I'm, I'm definitely. But you got, because you, you're, you're, you read, you, you stay, you stay connected to things. Yeah. It seems like. I, I think that, I think that there's a certain obligation. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I'm not a, ro- I don't want to be a robot and, and I know I'm not that by any means, but. I don't want to be in that position where you're 
in a position to talk about something or identify with people or have somebody remember the moment, you know, like have that investment with people where you get to have, you get to exchange, uh, you know, a spirit, a cherished tradition and like, hey man, yeah. you know what, let me, I'm going to pour one for myself. Cheers to you for that. That's you know, a, like, that is an absolute tradition. That's yeah. a great moment. Like so, I, that's actually one of my favorite things ever, like traveling anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, will you share just a drink with me, yeah. right? Don't get drunk, but just, let's have this ritual. You yeah. Know? Um, but see, I'm kind of so I I'm painting this narrative in my head. You're a misfit, as you say, in high school, which makes sense. But I'm sure it kept you on your toes. You're physically fit, mentally acute. I'm sure these are things I'm going to make. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say acute. I, I think I'm mentally retarded. <laughs> <laughs> mentally. No, I'm obtuse. silly, man. I'm silly all the time. Like I just spend but my time. But that is not necessarily the, the product yeah. of being retarded yeah or uh out of I know. touch you know i apologize if anyone is offended by that no but. i mean i don't give a shit about that but yeah. it's like humor is a is a very intellectually driven perspective and communication style i think but that's because i like puns so i'm gonna stick up for that no matter yeah what. i i just yeah it's, it's <laughs> nothing wrong with that but i no, i think that um i think it's important to to maintain like even in the even in just the most serious moments when you're kind of down and out or there's something going on. I, like, I just don't like the idea of losing sight. I don't want to give, I've, I've given so much of myself to people mm -hmm. in the past and uh, I empowered them with that, that they took it and ran with it. Is that who you are? My mom is a martyr. I'll put it on paper right now and say that. Like, do, do you feel like that's your role sometimes is to be the person that enables other people to do great work at the sake of you kind of losing part of yourself. It was, yeah. I definitely will say that. Like I, I, I put investment in myself to maintain a certain position, uh, not only with myself, but with, with people that I thought with my thought were my friends at the time yeah. this years ago. But I think I'd had a career, I'd made a career out of, out of putting myself dead, dead dead last yeah like under any circuit like everybody like, else first when i if i felt like i could still carry the load i would yeah instead of being like hey man there was nobody there to be like hey you done enough you know like right but um what's the was the navy your call were you yeah that? oh totally yeah. yeah was it like a a chance to get college and everything paid for or was it something it else? was yeah yeah it was it was that it was also more college in the navy but yeah good school was, shit yeah, there was a lot, but here's the thing, man. It, the Navy was, I mean, I didn't, I was actually, uh, part of me joined the Navy to take a break from school because I didn't, wasn't sure if I was ready to finish a degree or even, and I just remember getting in. They're like, all right, man, we're going, you got boot camp and then you're going to this school and then you're this school and this school right, and this school. Right. And I was just like, fuck, man. This is not, this is the wrong thing. God and they do it. not fuck around, man. Yeah. They just, it just, it was constant. Like, okay, man, look, you don't pass this test. We're shipping you off and you're going to be, you know fucking scrubbing buckets on a surface ship for the rest of your career. You're right. Like, I don't want, that's not what I signed up for. So did you have to like pick it up and really? Yeah, no, engaged? the learning, I like I, uh, I got a hard wake up call in sub school. I yeah. remember that because it was um, just a submarine and, and like you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to be in a submarine. That's cool. Yeah. But what you don't understand Humphrey is Red October. Like, I know how this shit goes. Yeah. Like, I, oh dude, who didn't join? you know yeah because, yeah but it was um uh it was a huge wake-up call because of the the seriousness or the nature of the seriousness didn't really hit until i was actually on my first boat mm -hmm. even was, after gone was that? school that was uh uss hampton hampton that was in norfolk yeah okay 
But I remember uh, just having studied boats and, and all the different systems that are on a boat, mm-hmm. on a sub, and how they work. And um, just having the, the fundamental basic principles for how a whole, you know, like how it works, yeah. right? Yeah. And being like, all right, cool, I aced it, you know, and I didn't ace it. I, can't, I think I came to the boat with like a, you know, like a, I think I got out of sub school with like a B average. Uh-huh. And uh, get into the boat and you start all over. Uh, you, because every boat's actually different. Uh, a lot of boats, a lot of, especially Los Angeles class submarines, um, when I joined, they had what's called a 680i class, which is improved submarine. So okay. the boat that I should, Hampton was brand new and uh, at the time. And just getting down there. They give so you much a, different stuff, right? Yeah, different no, technology. I mean, it was crazy. They just, they give you a shit ton of, they're like, this is all you, you know. Sink most squalls, right? You got nine months to figure this out if. Yeah, and if you, Jeez. if you, even if you got it, you had three opportunities. Um, you would study, and then they give you this little what uh, it's, it was a blue card. It was your uh-huh. qual card, is what they called it, qualification card for submarines. Yeah. So there was a signature. There was probably close to three hundred signatures on this thing where you had to get from other people that were experts. It's like vouch, vouch for you. Right? Vouch for you, like they would quiz you. Yeah. Like, is it an apprenticeship almost? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like so that. So it was basically like trim and drain. Uh, you're going to learn about uh, the 10K pot still, like that makes water on board. No and, shit. Yeah, ventilation, electrical circuits, trim and drain. Or I said that already, but like uh, fire. The biggest thing was damage control. So fire control, damage control. Um, and you'd learn about everybody's other jobs. Mm-hmm. And then um, just uh, every any any possible casualty you could consider on a submarine so much to to learn to the point to where you're like there were valves you had to find you had to know where the valves were and you know like different it all was it overwhelming oh yeah it totally was bless you it was i remember um you know like uh, one of the first questions uh i got on my first board that i failed was i'm a model i'm a molecule of water outside the boat bring me in the boat and turn me into air, or actually, um, breathe me, bring me into the boat, mm-hmm. and make me shit you. What the fuck? So it's like basically incorporates every system. Sure, sure. So you, you oh, know, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so, so from like, consum- bringing yeah. it in from a liquid to vapor pot- potential, or bringing it back in, but then right. desalinizing it, maybe. Yeah. Drinking it exactly. or eating it, and then it comes. So out. you hit, you hit, wow. you hit eleven systems in the process, That's and you insane. go through. In the process, you go through. Okay, it's going through these valves. And then in the process of you answering the question, they say, okay, well, what happens if there's a leak or there's a purge? What valves do you hit to shut these off? So everybody, that's the kind of mentality that you had. And so they would even, you know, I remember for the fire control part where, um, so there's these things that we used to wear uh, in the event of a fire called AEB, Mm -hmm. which is, um, I think it's like aesthetic, I can't remember that. EAB is definitely is what it's, air apparatus, but. So it was basically a gas mass, essentially, with a hose, mm-hmm. a rubber hose that had like a, a Presta valve or something close to it. Okay. And there were manifolds all over the boat that actually pushed low-pressure air. So you That's connect you to breathe. it? You connect to it. No way. So you would have to move from manifold to manifold. How long does it like, does it run out? Does it each have its own like little no. reservoir? Or? The manifolds are just, they just push air. Okay. What you okay. have to do is get to one. Gotcha. So you basically, my final... Um, 
So from the Ford app, from the, uh, an LA class is uh, 352 feet. Okay, that's that's massive. So they start you and they say, okay, here, you're the Ford part of the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just behind, just after the sonar dome. And they make you walk through blindfolded. With the, they have an EAB, but it's it's duct tape Covered, off. yeah. So you're walking and you're feeling the, the grip on the bulk on the deck uh-huh. and then you're just walking from forward to aft and hitting the manifolds where you know they are so you're just how many hitting manifolds them. would you say are in a boat oh god hundreds thousands hundreds, hundreds, yeah, hundreds yeah hundreds hundreds i don't think there's any i don't i wouldn't say a thousand i'd say probably close to 200 or 250 i can't wow. i don't remember that but yeah no I but i, I remember you know you just like i i just you just know where they are mm-hmm. so they were just the whole point was to like the idea is there's a fire and there's smoke and you can't, can't see, see so you're trying to survive yeah so that's what it was wow how was that how'd you finish uh it was i oh i got i mean i had i had really good teachers there i mean everybody was pretty pretty hardcore yeah they want Um, you to succeed i imagine oh yeah yeah but and that and that's the thing like you have um you have people that are it's not like any other job is that it's like your people are depending on you regardless of whether or not you have a, a, a master's degree right. or you're an officer. It doesn't I mean, make like, it how yeah. tall you are, how short, nothing. Yeah. It's the structure, skills. the rank structure underway is different. Everybody's kind of, everybody's not necessarily the same, mm-hmm. but everybody, you know, like it's, it's very, it's very dressed down right. on a sub. Under, when we're underway, everybody's like calling the skipper by his first name. Right. You know, well, it's like, I mean, it's you very, all are, are in as much danger as each other. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of the, that was like the biggest draw i think i did not even know that existed but it i was lucky to have that yeah by going flat subs. flat organization yeah. basically so, so how long did you did you end up finishing your degree programming and such yeah i yeah. finished i finished in the navy how long did it take forever <laughs> <laughs> forever between trying to qualify different things yeah and then, yeah it was always what, like but that's the years, thing, it was or? constant man you couldn't there was rarely a day where you could actually um i remember uh when dazed and confused came out yeah. Oh was, shit. Ninety three. Ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the I was in the fucking Adriatic Sea, uh-huh. and we got uh, VHS. Of yeah. It? Yeah. A little VHS. So every Friday night we all sit up and just be like, oh shit, oh, movie it's time. Oh, so cool. And we just I remember we, and that the crew watched for the for the whole deployment we watched that thing I think every Friday night we were out. Yeah. After we got it, we got it. I think we got it in Italy. Got shipped to us. And yeah. Then, and then it was like every fucking night. That's amazing, though. But yeah, I. Which you, do you, so obviously you've seen it plenty of times. Yeah. Who's your Who's your guy? And Days Confused. Actually, man, Ben Affleck's character was my favorite. Man. Oh, Banyan? Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? I can relate to that. He's man. such a dick, though. I got my ass kicked. Just like I got my ass kicked by a guy like that. When oh, I was so it's Stockholm syndrome. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 totally. Yeah. I, I did the whole run home thing too, man. <laughs> yeah. I was your yeah. mom full of gut on the guy. I had wheels, man. I was trying oh. to get there. My sister actually saved my ass. No shit. Yeah. Uh, how many siblings do you have? Just uh, uh just well, I had one. She passed away. Oh, was she younger yeah. or older? Older. She yeah. she was five years older, so she would be forty six. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh no, it's 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 totally. And I mean, normal. we we all die. I get yeah. I get it. Right? It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, man. it's gotta happen. It, no, it's just one of those things. But Daisy confused. That's I love to think that. No matter where you are in the world, Days and Confused can bring you together. Can bring us all together. I bet Linklater never thought about that shit. He probably didn't. He's never. got a new movie coming out. Too. I know, a, like a sequel. A, yeah. a, 
what unofficial sequel set in the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer for it. Yeah, I don't think the trailer's out yet. It's supposed to debut here in Austin. That's all. Yes. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably for South By at this point. Since. Oh, that's right. It is South By. You're right. Yeah. It's a, they announced South it? By. Yeah. They, oh, bad. They did. They did. I just, I just remember it was like, yeah, it's coming out. But I remember like, it's going to be South By. It'll unify a whole nother generation of oh, people, God. man. Because he's got this. I, I'm, I'm not sure how much into movies and stuff you are. It seems like you're probably pretty. I am. I'm. A, I man. I am a retired cinematic junkie. Yeah. Or yeah. did you get? Did you get like real arty with it? No, no, I didn't. I just got depressed because my girl. It's like. It's like. You know, it's one thing to be in a bar and be like, "Have you seen this?" Or like, "No, I haven't seen that." But like, what? <laughs> but when yeah. you're with the person that you're supposed to be with, like for almost all of the rest of your life, right? You know, you're kind of like, um, "You haven't seen that." <laughs> <laughs> and then you want you try to you watch them watching it and yeah. just, it's almost like that should be a youtube video in itself like yeah, their, yeah. their reaction like i don't get it and my girl's the worst because she asked she's like it's like watching a movie with a nine-year-old because she asked a thousand questions she wants to understand oh my right? god she totally wants to understand but does she ask like, during the movie yeah oh I but she's critical it. though yeah we know i bet they're great questions yeah but, but still. We, we totally um we I started watching the show, the, the show on NBC, the, the the tattoos, Blind Spot. Blind Spot. I'm not, I'm not yeah, familiar it's, with it's, that one. It's, it's a, like it's the good. premise of the story is awesome. It's like. Oh, it just that, wakes up randomly, right? Yeah. Wakes yeah. up. She's got her mind's been, her memory's been, like she's got amnesia. Yeah. But she's got, she, her whole body's like tatted from head to toe. Mm -hmm. And all of the tattoos are like clues to different things that are about to go down. Gotcha. And so like, it's it's like, you're like, holy shit, this is, that looks rad. Yeah. You know, like, I kind of like where this is going. But. I got her hooked on the show too, mm -hmm. but she's like, you know, like it's, and she's a realist about <laughs> it. She has no tactical, like if anything, like I've been in two wars and I've, I've like, and it's funny. I've never said, I don't speak about the shit at home at all, but it's funny to hear her brain. You could just feel it working yeah, in the room. Yeah. She's like, why do they call for backup ever? You know, you're like, <laughs> and you're kind of like, dude, come on, shut up. Man. This, yeah, this, yeah. It's getting good. And she's like, no, but seriously, it's four of Suspend them. Suspend the disbelief just yeah. for an hour, please. Just a like, little please bit. Please help me. Yeah, like, yeah. And she's the worst with it. So it's like, I'm like, oh God. And I'm like the whole time, I'm like, she's going to say something. I know it. Didn't she have a bullet yet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. seriously, like, what the fuck? Like, God, oh, that's no why way. you got to go. Just like, well, you're going to have to watch all the French New Wave because there's no high, there's no frills. That's just yeah. people feeling and making faces. Yeah. And that's it. And it's subtitled. Like, there's no room for interpretation. No questions. Well, she loves. Of, I mean, I don't know how many times I've come home from a ship and she's like on the on the couch, like just teared up. Like, Ugh. I'm like, oh, dude, rom-com. Like the oh, shittiest rom-coms. But yeah, I, I mean. I've, uh, I, I feel you and I've managed to. So Ladia is the really the only person I've ever been with that will sit and love to watch horror movies with me. She likes to be scared, which is really good. That's, that doesn't happen often. So, like, when we watched Halloween together, the original one for the first time, it's Which just is like... fucking scary. It Dude. is intensely scary movie. It's great. We saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They re-released -re the 35mm print. Yeah. We're both fucking terrified we get out of it. I've seen that 10 times, at least. We get into the... the Dude, yeah. I made... It's funny. I, uh, I This is not that long ago. So, we went to uh, one of my girlfriend's co-workers' houses, and we were talking about movies, and, and uh, she does not do scary movies so i right. end up watching them on my own yeah which yeah. is kind of like it's cool because it's not like, it's not it's not exactly the same though yeah it's not it's not so i remember i was talking about poltergeist the original the original and Love i was it. saying i was saying like when i when that movie came out that it's movie terrifying fucked me up. it's still terrifying so it just so happened that uh my man had a copy of it so we watched it 
and she's laughing what? at like some yeah she's like oh this no. is she's like this is hilarious i don't oh, know how do you get scared at this and it's like dude can you like first off and it's like that's our age grab where i'm like the, i'm like eight and like completely calling myself out like yeah. okay first off when that shit came out terrifying i had dolls i had yeah i had like i'll never forget this man when i was in england and i still talk about this to my mom so there we are stopping briefly to end part one of my interview with sheed it's a great chat i hope you guys have enjoyed it thus far and i can't wait to conclude it with part two later this week so thanks so much for listening to show to view with mike g and remember to keep dancing (laughs) 